Now, my name is uh, Boudewijn Ruitenburg. I'm CEO of Edge. I'm working for Edge for 15 years right now, responsible for all development activities. I'm passionate about uh, cities because cities are so vibrant and uh, there's so much to discover. And I'm really passionate about adding something to a sort of lively animal, which is a city, basically. Welcome back to the Word Bold Podcast, where we chat with the leaders in commercial real estate to answer all questions space as a service. This podcast is for anyone involved in commercial real estate in any way. If you're an investor, a fund manager, developer, property manager, agent, or broker, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Welcome back to the Work Bold Podcast. I'm Morgan Piersdorf, and this is episode nine of season 10 of the Work Bold Podcast. We are still in Madrid at ULI this episode, this time speaking with Edge CEO, Bauda von Rutenberg, who shares with the pod his passion for cities and extending the vibrancy so many of our favorite cities hold to the workplace. That is perhaps easier said than done, but if the goal for landlords and companies is to start getting people back to the office, Bauda and Edge is certainly onto something, and we are not the only ones who think so. Macquarie Asset Management acquired a significant minority stake at Edge last year, enabling them to scale their ambition to create the perfect circumstances for people to come together within a serviced, flexible, and sustainable real estate product that's more reminiscent of a hotel than an office. Certainly, that resonates with the space-to-service champions here at the Work Bold podcast. Excellent conversation ahead, diving into Edge's next technology platform, as well as the opportunities they see in the U.S. market and more. As always, if you have any questions or feedback or topics you want covered, reach out to Caleb on Twitter at Caleb underscore Parker or send him a DM on LinkedIn, where you can also find me as well. Now, as you heard in our trailer, NorNorm is the headline sponsor. So in this episode, we're going to be unveiling the strategies that operators use to leverage NorNorm to boost their revenue and minimize CapEx. How can operators turn sustainable workplace solutions into a more profitable venture? Stay tuned as we journey through insightful conversations with NorNorm co-founder and one of their customers. Jonas, how can operators make money with NorNorm? Well, I think with Norm coming in and streaming furniture, we've actually enabled especially operators to help their existing clients move into bigger spaces. One great example, of course, is Epicenter in Stockholm. We've helped grow nearly 7,000 square meters on companies that had smaller studios. But as soon as a vacant space comes in through this cooperation partner, AMF, Epicenter being able to actually chop it up, put furniture in there, and then rent it out in smaller perspectives. And I think that has been super good way for them to actually help their clients and keep the relationship with their clients that they're in an operator. And also this is zero risk. They can sell it directly initially to a couple of corporates and then they actually take on the space. We furnish it. And if they would want to ramp it down, we'll collect the furniture. Now on with the show. Jeff, let's kick it. Welcome back to the Work Bowl Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Parker, and today I'm joined by Bodavan Rutenberg. Bodavan is the COO of Edge. Edge is a technology real estate company that aims to reinvent the modern workplace as a driver for health, sustainability, and innovation. I'm a big fan. Bodavan is also a board member of Edge, which is owned by OVG Real Estate. After a geography master's graduate at Groningen University and a business economics master's graduate at the University of Amsterdam, Bodavan began his professional career at Amvest in Unibail Rodemco, where he honed his asset and development management skills on high street shops and shopping centers. 
In 2008, Bodavine joined Edge as commercial manager. His knack for recognizing upcoming talent and building high-performance teams allowed Bodavon to rise to the role of head of investment in 2015. He was then swiftly promoted to executive commercial director for Western Europe in 2016. In his current role as COO, Bodavon is passionate about working alongside the teams he mentors, unlocking new projects, and creating standout buildings in cities worldwide. Got one coming in London soon. A year-round cyclist, Bodavon stays in peak condition by honoring the elements, taking to the ice during winter and practicing his serve in the tennis court in summer. Bodavon is happiest when both the projects and the people he leads achieve their goals. Welcome to the Work Bold Podcast, Bodavon. Hello. Thanks for the invitation. My pleasure. It's been quite a few years now, pre-pandemic even, where you gave a talk at the BizNow Bold Summit. And I tried to claim that as my own because Bold is my brand. But, you know, obviously, uh, I was very happy for BizNow to use that name. It was good. It's good to see you then. It's good to meet you then. And it's good to see you today in person here in Madrid at the ULI conference. So thank you. Curious, what sort of conversations are you having today? Yeah, we're a bit yeah, wondering where the market is because there are so many disruptions going on with, you know, in the, in the climate with high interest rates and, you know, a lot of parties doing nothing. We are wondering when markets will uh, yeah, will restart again. Yeah, that, that's a big topic. I was talking to Carrie earlier from, from PIMCO. And she's talking about how right now is a time that we all need to be patient. And I said, well, if, you, if you've got an asset that tenants are moving out of and it needs to be repurposed, you don't have time for patience. You've got a lot of anxiety. So uh, on the opposite side of patience, what do you think the challenges are? There are multiple challenges. I think, you know, we are very much focused on offices. And I think the big goal for everybody, for landlords, for companies, to get people back in the office because everybody realizes now that if you want to create value as a company, you have to collaborate, you have to exchange knowledge, you have to educate your younger people, but you have to find, to create a reason for them coming to your office. And that's, that's where we come in. So can you elaborate on that when you say we come in? We need to create the perfect circumstances for organizations to come together. And that starts with a good location, well, an inviting environment. You need to offer a lot of services and flexibility that should all be fit into a real estate product. But it's much more than just a a real estate product, it is an operational product today. It's like a sort of hotel, but that for but then for offices. A great analogy, and I, and I think you hit the nail on the head. It's no longer a glass box or a white box. It's, it's so much more. I use the term often on my LinkedIn. We have to motivate versus mandate people coming into the office. And as real estate suppliers, we have to sort of accept the fact that they're not going to come in every day, which is why that flexibility is needed. Well, you have to create a reason for them to come in, maybe not at nine o'clock in the morning, but at 11 and then spend a couple of hours and then go out and go to conferences like this. But also it should also be a place where they meet like-minded people, maybe from other companies. It should not be a standalone. Ideally, it should be a a multi-tenant building with startups and with more mature companies all mixing together. I like that, uh, like-mindedness. And and I think that comes to your customer targeting and then the fact that you know, Edge, what I've been impressed uh, with you guys is you've re- really heavy on the brand. And I think when you are trying to bring people of like minded together, you create a community, you have to target a specific type of customer. Therefore, you wrap a brand and a customer experience around that. And you've done that in quite successfully. I've, I've been to your Edge in Berlin. You know, I haven't been to Amsterdam yet. I'd love to. And you guys are coming to London, I, I hear. We're already there. Uh, well, I remember that Bishnau conference, uh, we were sort of new kids in town, so I was also a little bit uh, nervous. 
Uh, but now we have a couple of projects running in London. So, uh, yeah, happy, uh, very excited to be there. You're on the South Bank, right? Yes, yes. Uh, so what, what is your timings on uh, PC and opening up? Uh, roughly two, uh, three years from now, we will uh, we will complete. And, uh, yeah, we've started construction recently. So I talked about pre-pandemic BizNow conference. I think it was about 18 months ago, you guys announced a big investment from an Australian group. Uh, can we talk about that investment I'm curious, considering the, the changing of the business environment today, has your plans changed any or are they the same? Well, we sort of rewrote our business plan. And with the capital injection of Macquarie, well, we are now able to facilitate our growth much better than we were in the past. We were limited to our limited balance sheet. And now we are prepared for a growth path. And I think that's, uh, yeah, the timing is perfect because we have uh, still a lot of uh, cash and firepower to uh, to expand and accelerate our business right now. When you think about growth, do you have a geographic strategy? Are you driven by customers? Or how, how do you see your growth? Uh, we, uh, well, we don't have any limitation, but the prime folks will be on Europe. But today we're also uh, spending some time in the US back again because the office market is uh, struggling yeah, with a lot of challenges and that will lead to new opportunities. Of course, today in the US, most of us are suffering from you know, vacated offices, people that uh, don't come back to the office, but that has everything to do uh, with the fact that the products are not good. And I think the average quality of the stock in the US is much lower than, than it is in Europe. So potentially there's a bigger job to be done there. So that makes me curious about your model then. On the surface, you guys look like a, a real estate flex brand. But you're not just flex because you also have traditional leases uh, in, in your assets. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, you need to produce leases because that, that attracts investors. But I think also investors do realize now that it's not about only about uh, 10 or 15 years leases. You should also be able to serve tenants with short leases and flexibility. But the mix at the average lease length, that is important to steer on, uh, including the flexibility and all the, all the service and amenities that you have to offer. But you're, but you're buying the assets and putting in flex. Well, of course, we always uh, check the feasibility. It depends on the location. We either do it ourselves or we uh, ask another operator to do so. But uh, basically, that is uh, one of the ingredients that we can implement in a, in a building. I know we're quick fire here, so appreciate the quick answers. Is, is that sort of a strictly value-added fund strategy or, or how does that look? On I the think it's classified more as, uh, as opportunistic because it contains uh, developments, redevelopments, repositioning. Reposition is more focused on buying standing assets and convert them from brown to green. And so it's, it's in the mix. And so we are trying to set up the different ventures for each country. We're also working on a uh, pan-European uh, office uh, platform more focused on, on, uh, on the acquisition of standing assets because we foresee an interesting momentum to acquire portfolios the coming, uh, coming two years. I see that coming down the road as well. It might not take two years, of course, but it, who knows? There's still a repricing going on. So might we see edge across the U.S. then as you talk about the U.S.? Everything is open. We still have exposure in the U.S., so, so we're still around there. Back in the studio this time with Kuhn Batlam, commercial manager at Edge Workspaces, the flex workspace arm of Edge, an office real estate developer in European cities like Berlin, Amsterdam, London, and Hamburg, to name a few. Welcome to the Workbook Podcast, Kuhn, and tell me about your partnership with Nornorm. Joining forces with Nornorm was a strategic move. A circular approach aligned perfectly with our vision for a sustainable future. Beyond the ethical impact, it made solid business sense, increased demand, improved tenant satisfaction and operational efficiency where potential benefits we couldn't ignore. And stay tuned for later in the show where we hear about how it went at Edge Stadium Amsterdam. 
So do you have assets that you that you buy and you don't put flex in? Yeah, could be. Because if it's fully led, we don't put flex in. But yeah, we were completely flexible there. So give me some examples maybe of, of where you know you might look at a building and say, okay, we're going to take this and uh, we're going we're to put flex in or, or not. Yeah, we always want to touch the building because we believe that uh, roughly 90% of the existing stock is not prepared for the future. It's not ESG proof. So we always start with a thorough analysis of the building and then we check the, the energy performance. We check uh, the quality of the skin of the building, the installations, whether there's enough light, whether the, the space is attractive and flexible enough. We put in new design to make it more lively. So, yeah, we, we will touch all the buildings and we will always put our sensors in because we also need to analyze the performance of the building, the energy performance, but also the occupancy uh, so that we can proactively manage the building in order to optimize the result. The result for the investor, the result also for the occupant. And with that opportunistic strategy, then you're presumably you come in, you do the feasibility study, you decide to acquire it, you touch it, you reposition it, get it stabilized, and then do you look to exit that but continue managing it, or yeah. do you? How, do, how does that work for you? Most investors are looking for an exit at some point of time. We, what we did in the past, due to our limited balance sheet, we always traded our buildings, but we saw after completion that a lot of value was still to be created over time because it's a new building, you can lease it up, and so we want to our preferred strategy always to stay attached but if investors want to sell it off of course we will sell on behalf of them but preferably stay attached to the buildings by lining up new capital that's the that's the way forward for us because these buildings are sort of computers there's so much technology in this and we know that uh, that we are the best managed because we know the building best because we created them that's a perfect segue to my next question one thing that i feel sets you guys apart traditional real estate aside from the fact that you have flex built into this is that you've got a tech stack that, that sort of, that you guys have developed and it's a living breathing tech stack and if, if i understand this correctly once you traded the building well the tech goes with it and you continue managing that tech stack for the new owner is that right honestly we trade most of the buildings and then we got complaints about the climate and then we learned that these property managers that took over they cannot deal with these these computer buildings they they don't read the manuals they don't understand the manuals. they simply have not the knowledge and it's not that they're super complicated but it's it requires a different skills uh, skill set and i think it's also logical if you take a look at airplanes or a tesla car that you know they they always come up with software updates and they stay attached even an, an airplane company wants to well is is the owner of the logbooks of the of the planes during their lifetime so it's completely unlogical you know to uh, yeah not not to stay attached to the buildings in that instance could you train that property manager to then use that tech stack but still you would have revenue coming in from them it's almost like software as a service yeah right? if we train people we would love to keep them on our own payroll <laughs> fair yeah. enough fair enough yeah. well one other question on that is that tech stack available outside of edge buildings yes absolutely so our sister company edge next is serving all kind of other landlords so they uh, they focus on the bms the building management system they analyze all the data they do the reporting they can monitor the building they provide landlords with advice how to manage best and so so yeah that's open for everybody so in this platform you have the three different companies you've got the investment management piece you've got the operating flex business in property management and then you have the tech company the first company you described is basically the development company including an investment management arm okay yeah. interesting i know a lot of our audience has probably heard of you there's probably a few people that didn't so appreciate you entertaining these questions 
Okay, so just sort of wrapping this up, and thank you for taking the time today. Really appreciate it. What's the opportunity going forward? The opportunity is massively. I think there's so many stocks, so many buildings that need an upgrade, and I think our biggest constraint is, you know, finding the hands, the pair of hands to, to help us out. Because here also on this conference, there's lots of people that commit themselves to ESG, to sustainability, but who's going to do the work? Because most of the managers, they are well, good at reporting, but you have to have the, yeah, the, the skill set to execute. And I think that's the biggest challenge in our industry. And I think we are well positioned by having a, a team that is able to execute on these buildings. I agree with your optimism. Uh, I think there's a huge opportunity coming. Certainly challenges, but where challenges, there's opportunities. We're just wrapping up. Again, thank you for taking the time. We'll put a link to your LinkedIn and to the Edge website in the show notes so people can connect with you. Any final words? It was very nice talking to you and uh, happy to, to everybody who's interested in Edge products. Excellent. Well, thank you for tuning in today. And until next time, take care of yourself. We're back in the studio with Kuhn from Edge. Looking forward to hearing how it went at Edge Stadium. Kuhn. Our collaboration bore remarkable fruit, especially from some of the scale-up customers that we support. We witnessed a surge in tenant interest, higher occupancy rates, and an elevated brand reputation within the industry. Thank you so much, Kuhn, for sharing your journey with Nornorm. Really excited about the future of Nornorm in the office industry. Be sure to check out Nornorm.com. I believe they are the future of office real estate. And of course, I want to thank my Newflex colleague, Morgan Pierstor, for collaborating with me on this episode. A big shout out to Jeff for all your behind the scenes magic to produce the show. And my friend, mentor and podcast prophet, Mr. Jason Allen Scott, for all your coaching, wisdom and time to help me become a better host. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And remember, fortune favors the bold. I want to thank our headline sponsor, Nornorm, who we heard from across this episode. If you don't know what Nornorm does, just a quick reminder, Nornorm is a furniture as a service company. Last episode, I shared the second of three reasons why I believe they are a huge part of the future of our industry and why I wanted them as our headline sponsor. Here's my third reason. Nornorm helps operators, landlords, and companies shift furniture from CapEx to OpEx and enable a truly flexible managed office. This is huge for everyone when underwriting deals and super important for fast-growing companies to conserve their cash. Don't buy furniture. Subscribe. Drumroll, please. P.S. If you want to find out about future-proofing your portfolio, head over to newflex.com. Making a high-quality podcast like this one takes a lot of work. That's a fact. But not when you hire a podcast company. With our White Glove experience, we handle everything for you. From guest outreach all the way through to publishing and promotion, we handle it all. You show up to hold great interviews and build relationships with your guests, and we take care of everything else. Podcasting is not just about the audience. Every podcast interview is the start of a new relationship. With a weekly podcast, you'd build relationships with 52 ideal partners or prospects through your podcast interviews over the next 12 months. Do you believe that 52 new relationships would help grow your business? We do. Contact jason at apodcastcompany.com and let's talk.